Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, September 3rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Missouri Senate has used a rare procedure to help pass a bill that would allow the state to intervene in some local cases. That approval came early this morning. Also today, pigeon racing. People in St. Louis have been involved in the sport for at least a century, passing it from generation to generation. You can actually stand up to about 10 feet away from the trailer and you can feel the wind and the movement from the birds flying out of the trailer. It's almost like a helicopter taking off. You can feel the downforce from all the birds flapping. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan will have that story in just a few minutes. Well, a long day at the Missouri State Capitol wrapped up early this morning with the Senate passing a bill that would give the Attorney General authority to intervene in murder cases in St. Louis. Supporters came up with a rarely used tactic to force a vote on the controversial proposal. The measure now heads to the House. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports members of that chamber do not have to take up the Senate bill. Also yesterday in Jefferson City, a bill to remove residency requirements for St. Louis police officers and another creating a witness protection fund received final approval. They now head to the governor. The Senate sent a bill regarding endangering the welfare of a child back to the House. It did the same for a measure that removes parental notification for giving guns to minors. St. Louis voters will not weigh in on airport privatization this November after all. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, a group pushing to lease the city's airport is asking the Board of Elections to take its petition off the ballot. For months, proponents of airport privatization have pushed leasing St. Louis Lambert International Airport as the answer to many of the cash-strapped city's problems. But the group behind the ballot initiative says now isn't the time. Economic uncertainty has lowered the airport's valuation, and the issue has become divisive. Josie Grillis, an activist with STL Not For Sale, says that's a big win for her organization and other labor groups that have voiced opposition to the issue. What it tells us is what STL Not For Sale has been saying all along that this is really a project that is only pushed by a few special interests, that it doesn't serve the needs of St. Louisans. But Grilla says there's still money to be made off the airport, and she expects the issue to resurface. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis health officials are worried a spike in flu cases this year could lead to hospitals having more patients than they could handle. The flu combined with coronavirus could put those hospitals over capacity limits. Spring Schmidt is the acting co-director of the St. Louis County Department of Public Health. So we are concerned this year since there are so many overlapping symptoms between COVID and the flu. Schmidt says people will need to get a flu shot as early as possible this year to prevent getting sick. Health departments in Franklin, Jefferson, and St. Charles counties are counting on school districts to track how coronavirus is spreading. In-person classes started late last month. Nurses and administrators try to determine who students came into contact with if they test positive. Teachers will keep seating charts and daily logs of student activities. Nurses will isolate those with symptoms. Jacqueline Brown is with the Jefferson County Health Department. The nurses and the staff at all of the schools that we have worked with have been an incredible asset, and I know they are all working incredibly hard and going above and beyond each day um, to track those items. 
St. Louis County and St. Louis Public Schools are holding online classes. The Reverend Starsky Wilson is stepping down as president and CEO of the Deaconess Foundation after nine years. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports Wilson will become president and CEO of the Children's Defense Fund in Washington, D.C. Wilson will leave the Deaconess Foundation in November. At the Children's Defense Fund, he'll succeed Marion Wright Edelman, a leading advocate for disadvantaged Americans. He's been president of the Deaconess Foundation since November 2011. He served as co-chair of the Ferguson Commission, worked for social justice, and advocated for children. Wilson says he's ready to lead the Children's Defense Fund, but he's also excited to see where the Deaconess Foundation goes next. I have every confidence uh, that with uh, the partnerships we've got um, with the board that we've got and the staff we've got, uh, the next leader will be set up for remarkable success. The Deaconess Foundation board plans a national search for its next leader. Wilson will start his new job in December. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. A small group of dedicated enthusiasts has been racing pigeons in St. Louis for the past century. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the club is trying to keep the sport alive and maintain its close-knit community. Charlie Klipsch pulls his silver minivan into a parking lot along Interstate 44 in St. Clair, Missouri. He pops open his trunk, revealing 25 pigeons peering back at him from inside two cages. These aren't your typical city birds. They're homing pigeons with an uncanny ability to navigate hundreds of miles back home. Klipsch lifts the cages from his trunk and sets them on the ground. All right, we're gonna do it on three. One, two, three. The pigeons burst through the open door in a blur of wings. They circle for a minute and then move together as a flock. They're headed back to Klipsch's house, 40 miles away in Sunset Hills. They got a little bit of a east-southeast wind, so they're going to be a little bit faster than they normally would, which means that we got to travel a little faster than we normally would. <laughs> he hops into his van and peels out of the parking lot, trying to beat the birds home. From the driver's seat, he says he's training them, gradually increasing the distance of the releases to build up their endurance. They got to train uh, to get their respiratory system working. They got to train to get their muscle system working. You know, it's like any athlete. They're, they're athletes of the sky. Klipsch is a third generation pigeon racer and a member of the Mount Pleasant Homing Pigeon Club, a group that's been racing these birds in St. Louis since the 1920s. On a muggy August evening, half a dozen members gather at their clubhouse, a small brick garage in South City. Its walls are covered in paintings of past champion pigeons done by the members themselves. Tonight, they're bringing their pigeons to prep for the first race of the season. Each bird has a plastic band on its leg with a tiny chip inside. Klipsch holds the pigeons up to an electronic reader, like scanning a candy bar at the grocery store. This registers the band number 302, and we're checking out that's 302. He's ready to go in a race. In less than an hour, they've registered all 49 pigeons for the race and tucked them into specially designed steel cages outfitted with food and water troughs. Outside, Jason Sadorf is just pulling up in his truck. He's in charge of driving the birds about 150 miles away to Lebanon, Missouri. He'll release them early the next morning by pulling a lever that opens all of the cage doors simultaneously. 
you can actually stand up to about 10 feet away from the trailer and you can feel the wind and the movement from the birds flying out of the trailer. It's almost like a helicopter taking off. You can feel the downforce from all the birds flapping and wanting to fly. The birds will all fly back to their individual homes where they'll be scanned to make note of their exact arrival time. That way, the racers can figure out which pigeons flew the fastest. Club member Kevin Sweeney says this group is passionate about pigeons, but there's more to it than that. They're friends who like to spend time together, even if they sometimes disagree. Like anything else, you're going to get political differences. And if you ask five different pigeon flyers opinion about something, you're going to get five answers. <laughs> it's just the way it is. For many of these racers, this has been a Saturday night tradition since they were kids, when their parents got together to race. But the size of this club has dwindled in recent years, and members say they're worried that someday soon it might disappear altogether. Silly to let a club like this go downhill because everybody's getting older. Young people just don't know about it. Roy Wolf lives in Eureka and just joined the club this spring. He's bred show rabbits for the past 45 years, but he says he's always wanted to have pigeons. For him, there's something alluring about the idea of turning a bird loose and having it come home to you. Wolf says most people don't understand how special these animals are. They think they're flying rats. They don't realize that the homing pigeon is completely different than the wild pigeon. I mean, day and night difference. His grandkids, he says, have already asked if they can start raising pigeons with him. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.